are recording with Dr. Dale Comstock 250 on Wednesday, April 26, 2023 at 2.55 p.m. Eastern Time. Guys, sorry, I know we said that we were going to start it too. We had some tef- technical difficulties, and then Dale and I just uh, were shooting the shit for a bit. So, uh. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We're an hour late, but whatever, go fuck yourself. You're getting it for free. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Billy Watt stories, as, I am, uh, as I've said before, just trying to collect all the stories that I can that are not confidential or classified or something, and just show my respects to an American legend and document everything for, you know, future historians that want to that wanna learn more about Billy Waugh and, and first-hand accounts from him. Um, but because I have the professional uh, capabilities of a, of a moron, I'm going to go to the bathroom now, and Dale's going to introduce himself, and then we're going to do the podcast. So, Dale, take it away. All right. Hey, uh, all right, for everybody out there that doesn't know who I am, a um, little background story. Uh, I'm the son of a soldier. My dad was in the Army for 20 years, uh, so I grew up in military culture. I joined the Army, did my 20 years as a Green Beret, as a Delta Force operator, as a paratrooper, infantryman, scout, Army scout. Um, I actually retired about a month and a half before 9-11 and had already started another company about seven months prior to that. So I literally transitioned out of the military and um, had a company, a security company. And so I spent about three, four years working in my company, turned around, sold this company to global um, G4S, Wackenhut. Um, they bought the company. Why did they buy the company? Because I was um, I was a problem for them. I was in their way. So, you know, I was <laughs> cutting into profit. So they bought my company and I turned around and reincorporated, started another company doing the same thing. And uh, turned around, sold that company in 2011. Uh, and then uh, ended up in Hollywood. Well, let me back up. So also concurrently at the same time, um, when 9-11 happened, right after that, I was recruited by OGA. Um, they just, I think everybody knows what that means and I'm, I'm not going to go into the details on it, um, for, for reasons, um, non-disclosure agreements and things like that. But, uh, um, I got recruited by OGA. I ended up being a paramilitary officer, um, contractor, uh, for nine and a half years with OGA, basically doing the same thing I did in the, in the unit, um, with, uh, less Americans around me, except maybe a handful, one or two or three here and there. And a lot of, uh, um, indigenous um, pipe hitters going down range and, and taking it to the bad guys. I did that for nine and a half years as well, post-military service. Um, so concurrently, while I was doing that, I was, I was involved in running my other business. Um, and then in 2011, I resigned from OGA. Um, I'd already been on TV once, Discovery Channel's One Man Army. And then I had an opportunity to get back on uh, TV with NBC, Stars and Stripes, Terry Crews, and I uh, decided it was a good time to go ahead and resign from from the other job just because I was getting older, um, taking a lot of risk, and uh, this might I thought this would be a better opportunity for me. So, anyways, I ended up in Hollywood for a few years. Uh, that worked out okay, but I realized that uh, I'm not a Hollywood guy, man. You know, I'm you know I have a little bit more substance than that instead of faking the funk and I ain't gonna lie to you, man, the people out there in Hollywood are crazy, man. Uh, they're just a bunch of snowflakes and couldn't deal with it. So I ended up uh, from there uh, moving to Hong Kong 
um, and I ran a security detail. A part of it, I was one of the, the, the leads for a security detail for a multi-billionaire investment banker, which was pretty cool living in, in Hong Kong. And then uh, that's where I met my wife, who's Indonesian. She went to Indonesia, back to Indonesia. I ended up eventually going to Indonesia, following her and starting uh, my companies over there between Jakarta. And then we ended up moving to Bali five years ago. So I got a total of about eight years in Indonesia. Um, and I have a security company in Indonesia, in Bali. Um, we provide explosive detector dogs, narcotic detector dogs, patrol attack dogs, and uh, security um, security guards. They call them SATPAM there uh, for Marriott properties and some of the other local venues. Um, so I've done a lot of stuff. Started doing some mercenary work um, for Spear Operations Group, uh, different for the Emirati government, et cetera. And uh, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention to you earlier, <laughs> um, so uh, the reason I came back last night um, is BBC will be here tomorrow and they're filming a documentary on me this weekend. Um, so that was pretty cool, right? Fuck yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's like, you know, a good documentary and not, you know, when I, <laughs> when I see it on TV, it threw me under the bus. Um, I'll do the best I can, but I don't think that's going to happen. But anyways, uh, so, you know, my life is still security. I do a lot of security consulting, contracting, um, you know, I do a lot of performance coaching. That's kind of my, uh, really kind of my passion more than anything else that I do is just coaching uh, people to be the best version of themselves. I coach a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of mostly men. Um, and uh, it's an online program that I run. So that's kind of my background. Um, yeah. So and, there you have it. <laughs> and, for, and for, and for everybody listening uh, in the description is uh, Dale's website. You can go get his book on Amazon. I highly recommend it. You can follow him on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff so you can actually reach out and you you can reach dale you messed that's how i met dale about three years yeah. ago messaged him on instagram and i was like are you in delta force and he's like yeah i was like will you do my podcast and you're like sure and i was like fuck yeah <laughs> people are like how did you meet dale i'm like i messaged him on instagram <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know what to, i don't know what to tell you you can reach I'm dale not, i'm not just i'm just i'm no i'm not pretty special man i no. don't i don't have like a I don't have anybody. I don't have a staff or anything to. No, it's just Dale. Yeah. It's just me. You know, yeah. I just do my yeah. thing. You know, and that's it, man. I you think know? what led me to messaging you is I was just reading. Uh, you know, I was reading about Delta Force, and I I found your name, and I think there was like a post on your Twitter, and it was you in like a sports car, and it was like, "Love me or hate me, you're still gonna think of me." And I was like, "Fuck right. yeah!" I was like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah!" And I was like, "This is this is way back like early in the pandemic," and I was like, "This yeah. is yeah. this is the guy." Um, yeah, but, true to that. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, guys, go follow Dale. Go, you can go get his uh, his his uh, performance coaching. Go get his book, all that good shit. Um, but and as Baz said, and as Rick Prado said, there's only so many things they can say about Billy Wah. So I don't even know if I'm getting truthful stories, and I don't frankly care. I'm just gonna you know do whatever I can. But um, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Billy Wah died at 93. I want to. I think it was late February or early March. Um, he was in. Uh, he. Ran away from home and tried to enlist in the Marines in World War II after Pearl Harbor, and they sent him home because he was too young. He was in Korea. He was in MACV SOG. He uh, was in CIA Ground Branch. I think they, I was one of the pioneers of Ground Branch. Uh, deployed to Iraq at 73 in 2003. Uh, was still skydiving over Cuba at 88. I mean, the guy was an animal, and uh, he is he – is, he is Dale's the next Billy Wah, and you can take that to the bank. And uh, it is just—it's just—it is what it is. Um, but you did know him, and I never got to meet him. But it is kind of sad that you know this guy dedicates his literal life to this country, and it's like a blip on Yahoo News the day he dies. So 
I was like, I'm in a unique position where I do interviews for a living and I document them. And I just so happen to know several people that knew Billy Waugh. So I do think it's the very least I can do is to try to at least just, you know, I guess document any firsthand and secondhand accounts I can with them. So what, what did you know? What can you talk about with Billy Waddell? Um, well, you know, I, I've heard of his story past before I ever met him. You know, everybody knows who Billy was in the special operations community. And guys, like you said, he's a legend, man. There's a lot of legends out there, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he was one of the one of the guys on the very top, man. Um, so I knew who he was. And, you know, when I, I mentioned earlier, I got recruited by a, a certain government agency out of the blue. And by the way, it's not like, you know, you just do an online application. It's not that's not how it works. Um, basically, somebody has to know of you and and, they, and you get an invite, yeah. you know, for, you know, an initial interview. And then that turns into a very long and detailed background investigation. Um, and and so there's a process. But uh so in that process, because you're not privy to a lot of information, um, you know, you, you, they don't share a lot with you for reasons, right? Because if you don't make it, they want you to know too much. So, um, so you get a handler, right? And so you have guys that handle you. And that, and so Billy Wall was my handler. He was one of my handlers. There's another guy, I, I don't want to mention his name right now because he's still alive, probably still engaged, but, uh, um, but Billy was one of my handlers. And I remember, um, yeah, very, very down to earth guy, man, um, you know, larger than life. But, uh, you know, if you saw him on the street, you probably wouldn't even know, you know, who he was. Um, but, you know, I knew who he was and just talking to him. It was pretty, you know, pretty amazing. Like, damn, you know, talking to this guy and uh, I knew what from what I knew about him. But anyways, um, so my so he was my hand, like I said. And I remember the story that, you know, I thought was kind of you know, it stays out in the forefront of my mind is, so I had to do this interview um, one time for this organization and I had to come in on like a Saturday. I had to go to this, um, uh, this business center, center, central area, right? With a lot of offices and, and uh, business offices and buildings. And it was Saturday, so there was nobody there. The building was empty. All the buildings were empty. Parking lots were empty, but I was instructed to um, be there and at 7.30, knock on a certain door on the outside, say what they would let me in, I would come in, and then I had to go in and do um, basically a polygraph. Mm -hmm. And so um, so I show up early because that's what you're supposed to do, and I wasn't about to screw this up. So I was there probably around 6.30 in the parking lot. I'm the only car out there, and I positioned the car so I'm facing the door. And uh, and I did, I did my close target reconnaissance, my CTR. I got out of the car, walked over, and just checked the door, and it was locked. Okay, so nobody's here yet. So I'm gonna face the door. So I'll see them when they arrive, right? So I'm I'm prepped. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm staged. So I'm sitting there and I'm waiting, waiting. I'm looking at, and I don't nobody showing up. Yeah, damn. And finally, you know, it's getting close to 7:30, and I walk over there and I'm knocking on the door. I'm looking in, and nobody's answering. You know, ringing doorbells. Nothing's happening. I'm like okay, and I wait. 7:30 goes by. 7:40 goes by. Nobody's in there, and I'm like, "Fuck, man, maybe I got the wrong time." Yeah. And so I go back to the car, and I'm just kind of sitting there waiting and watching. And uh, about another 30 minutes goes by, and then all of a sudden I get a call from Billy. He goes, "Dale, where are you?" I said, "I'm sitting out in the car in the parking lot." 
He goes, fuck, you're late. You know, you were supposed to be there. <laughs> He's chewing my ass because I would, you know, you're supposed to be here at 730. You know, they're calling, they're pissed off because you're not there. And I go, I said, dude, I, you know, he goes, get your fucking ass out and get over there. I'm like, I'm here. I'm here. right. And, uh, and so, and I thought, what the fuck? I've been watching this door the whole fucking time. So I go over there again. I grab it and it opens. Oh, motherfucker. And nobody came down and locked it. Motherfucker. I'm watching the whole fucking time. I got surveillance on it. I said, what the fuck? And, wait, and so, so is, I don't know why in my mind I had it as a tinted door. It's like a clear door, so you could see people from both sides. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I could see if came down and locked it. I, and I know the door was locked. Yeah. You know, I beat the door early. I rang the doorbell and stuff, you know, and nothing's happening, you know. And then all of a sudden I shut the doors unlocked. What the fuck? And nobody's there waiting for me either. Yeah. So I go up these fucking steps uh, to the second floor, and there's one door open. There's lights on in there. And so I walk in there, and there's one guy sitting in there behind a the desk. Um, it's not Billy, but it's some other fucking dickhead. And, uh, you know, <laughs> this guy was the guy that was the uh, polygrapher. And fucking guy was a fucking tool, man. I mean, what a freaking prick. And I walk in. He's not even looking at me. He's down and writing shit on the fucking desk. And I look in. I go, good morning. And say, um, sorry, I was late. I tried to, you know, and. And, and the guy didn't even let me finish, you know, explaining what happened. He was like, you know what? He goes, this is my Saturday morning. I could be out fishing right now, but no, I have to wait on you to get in here. Blah, 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 blah. You know, now he's turning, he's flipping the script like it's my goddamn fault. You know, and I realized there's no point in fucking arguing with this guy. I said, besides, he's going to give me the polygraph. Yeah. Probably I just cool my jets on that one, you know. And then uh, now I went through this freaking polygraph from test from hell. Um yeah, that was a fucking ringer. So, um, but anyways, that was kind of my experience with, with Billy was the most notable thing was that, you know, and I saw Billy <laughs> down range a few times, you know, Afghanistan. Um, you know, he was, um, you know, he was always out there getting it at his age, man, which was pretty impressive, you know. Um, you know, he wasn't just, he wasn't sitting behind a desk doing administrative shit. He was actually operating, man. And uh, you know, everybody respected that. And, uh, you know, and so, you know, for guys you know, coming up, man, especially, you know, the younger guys, when you see guys like him, man, it's like, damn, you know, um, it's not over when you're 35 or 40, man, no. this guy's 70 something years old is still out there freaking getting it, you know? Um, and so, and he's not the only one, by the way, there's, I know a yeah. lot of dudes yeah. that were up there in age that were fucking, you know, going back to Max Hawk B. Um, one of the guys I worked very with very closely, um, my case officers, um, you know, he's a storied guy too, man. I'm like, you know, and he's still, he's still out there getting it, man. In fact, he and I got an ambush one time. I'm like, damn, you know, fucking guy was, he was pushing 70 also, you know, and, uh, but you would never know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, might a little weathered on the outside, but physically still very fit. So yeah, that was my experience with Billy, man. Um, you know, and I, I heard, yeah, I saw it on news and all that shit on Twitter that he had passed away, you know, um, 93, it's like, yeah, you know what? You're pretty lucky, man. You made yeah. it 93, all things considered. You know, a lot of guys that, uh, especially everything he's been through, he still made it to 93, you know? Yeah. And uh, some of us are just lucky like that. I was I was uh, talking to somebody about that recently about me. You know, my, I'm 60, and uh, I should have been fucking gone a long time ago. Um, but here I am, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm still here kicking it, you know, and I, I ask myself, you know, what, what's going on? Why did it, why me? Why am I still here? And a lot of other guys are, are gone, you know, and uh, who knows what the answer to that is, but I'm grateful for it, you know, and, uh, and I try to set the example. Um, I'd be the best, uh, you know, the best I can be at, at everything I do, you know, um, I don't want to be the douchebag, you know, 
I got some close friends, friends that died in my place, literally. Um, and I don't want to ever have anybody go, you know what? Too bad you didn't die because that guy is better than you. Yeah. Um, I try to be an example of, you know, I try to be a good guy in memory of my friends and, and those that have fallen and their families and stuff like that, because, uh, it's, it's what you have to, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So. And with someone like, like Billy, Mr. Wah, um, in terms of just setting the example, right? That's a guy that there, there was never a finish line. He never reached the point and said, I did it. I did the, th-. it's like what you and I were talking about beforehand. Like making money is cool. Accolades yeah. are cool, but there's something about knowing you're doing the right thing. And yeah. there's, there's a, there's like a deep richness to that. Right. I'll like, I'll never tire of seeing my brothers. I'll never tire of seeing my mom and dad. They're not different. There's no new stories. I know fucking everything about them. Yeah. But there's like a deep love there that you get you get tired of songs. You get tired of meals. You have the best sandwich you ever have. Eat it five days in a row. You'll fucking hate it. There's yeah. like a there's a deep love in certain things that just you know that's the you know when you reach out and help a friend or you know help out a homeless shelter or something. You, there's not it's not glamorous, but you walk away and there's like uh you're like I and you don't even you don't need anyone's approval. You're like I know I just did the right thing. That is, I think, what Billy lived to, I mean, really the end. And that is, it's inspiring to see someone not get jaded, right? Yeah. I get jaded. Oh, I'm 32. Yeah. To see him go, yeah. keep going at 93. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, look, man, <laughs> I look at a lot of guys, man, that were in the special forces. They were in a unit with me. And I look at where, you, where are they today, man? They're a bunch of old fat retired fucks, you know, dying in fucking place, you know, and they define themselves for what they, who they were and not who they are today. They kind of just, you know, you know, when we talked about, you know, my, my mercenary days, I remember we needed some bodies, man. Um, I need to get more guys on the team. And so I reached out to a lot of veterans, man. It's like, you know, guys that I knew were good dudes, been down range a lot, you know, it's like, Hey man, here's an opportunity. Um, you know, you can make a lot of money really fast. Um, and so, you know, I said, but you're going to, you know, you're going down, you're fighting evil. You're still, you're still fighting the good fight, but you don't get all the fancy gear. You don't get the QRF. You don't get the air support. You, get, you don't get all the things you were used to. It's just going to be you and me and a couple other guys on the street fight with Al Qaeda and whoever wins comes home. And I said, you know, and so, I was amazed how many guys didn't want to go. They're like, oh, you know, and all the excuses came out, you know, and I, wow, man, I thought you would, you know, a guy like you would jump on this opportunity, man. It's like, you can make a lot of money. I mean, you could make, man, these guys will roll in $100,000 every four weeks and shit, man. I mean, it was, look, man, that was, that was worth it, man. For what you, the risk you're taking, man. And, and, uh, but, uh, I was surprised how many guys didn't want to, go in fact it was very hard you know and then you know you know all the excuses came out well you know i'm i'm this i'm tired of that blah 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 and uh you know it's like well man so am i you know Mm -hmm. um you know but i you know i was the oldest guy on that team uh, at the time i was 55 i think 54 and uh you know i was the oldest dude on the old next oldest guy was 49 he was the he was the owner but uh all the other guys were in their 30s, not leading the way. And I'm like, you know, you, look, I was, you know, I had injuries, broken back and fragmentation wounds, and I've been down the, through the ringer and shit, you know. 
But uh, I had purpose, man. My purpose was, I one, I'm a soldier. I've always been a soldier. I was raised in the military. Um, but two, the purpose is, you know, it was bigger than me. The purpose was, I got to go down there. I'm not fighting for America because the team that I had was actually an international strike team. Um, mm -hmm. About 11 of us on this team. I said, you know, we're fighting evil motherfuckers, man. We're fighting guys that would fucking put everybody here to bed, you know, without their heads on, you know? And so I said, those, I'm happy to go out and, and deal with those dudes, you know, and get paid for it too. But uh, I was surprised how many guys, it was really hard to find anybody, man. Um, really, it was hard to find anybody to get on board with this program. And um, I just look at guys like Billy Wall. Here's a guy that knew, you know, he'd been down, he'd been around the block a lot. And uh, and he was still willing to go around again, you know, and again, and again, again. Number eight wasn't, you know, but a number for him. And uh, he was a guy with purpose, you know. He had a purpose, man. And his purpose in life was to be, you know, a soldier um, the best that he could be, you know, and, uh, but a lot of guys are, you know, I'm not a judging man, but there's sure. a lot of guys that, you know, they got PTSD, you know, and, and they, they can't cope, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and that's why I said a lot of these guys, as soon as they retired or they got out, you know, now they're just civilians, you know, um, and, uh, you know, and, and like I said, they're like, they're, it's, it doesn't, Sure, you know, everybody has their path, I guess, but uh, I'm just surprised at how many guys just don't want to, they, they, let me put it this way, I guess I was, when I came in the Army, I was already a soldier, I already mm -hmm. knew that, that was my calling, some guys joined the Army because it was a J-O-B, or it'd be cool to go through this, get a tab, you know, do some cool stuff, and then get out and be a civilian, right, you know, some guys are, are their purpose is to make lots of money, um, you know, whatever, right, so again, I'm not judging, I'm not judging anybody, um, but, uh, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is Billy Wall was one of those guys that uh, he put uh, patriotism, he put the mission in front before him all his life, man. Um, and so, you know, it's hard to find guys like that with that kind of uh, level of commitment, you know, to, you know, what was the American way. Now it's not the American way anymore. I don't know what the fuck it is, you know. In fact, uh, I get a lot of guys... Dude, I get I get young guys all the time messaging me. Hey, Dale, you know, what do you think? You know, um, what would you be advice for joining the military? And you know, and if I want to go to Delta and I want to do this and I do that, and and I've done something. I'm doing something I've never done years ago, and I'm telling these guys don't do it. And I'm like, what? I said, don't do it. Jeez. Well, what about the Air Force? I go, don't do it. I said, you're going to join the mili U.S. military. I said it's a woke military. I said, have you been not paying attention to what's going on? I said, they don't care about you. They'll never care about you, uh, you know? And I said, you will, your name will fade fast. They'll, you're cannon fodder. You'll freaking be, you'll be, you'll be ended and nobody will give two shits. You think these liberals will give a shit about you? They're not, you know, they're not sending their kids. Hmm. They're sending you to die for what? And why would you go and die? Because you want to feel, you know, um, you know, you think it's cool, right? Um, you know, I said, and it was cool. And the skill sets were great, but I said, um, to what end, you know, I said, you risk so much for, and for what, you know, you, you, you won't be recognized for it. Um, and you'll probably be, you'll probably be sent to the sacrificial altar eventually, you know, I mean, let's, let's look what's happening, man. Even in Ukraine right now, we got, you know, now it's all coming out. Yeah. Well, I guess there's American soldiers actually on the ground. What? 
you know yeah, of course um, you know are. it's of course you know, there are you know and uh and i use ukraine and i'm kind of getting going off on a tangent right now real quick now keep going uh, dude you know i was on Infowars not too long ago and man i i tell you what that got a lot of traction i didn't know it in fact actually in fact i didn't even know it was live and i didn't know it was gonna be an hour long i thought it was, i got like a five minute burp and we yeah. were actually gonna talk about something innocuous i can't remember what it was something weird right um the balloons right the chinese balloons yeah right? yeah, yeah. Now, this actually turned into you know a one hour rant um and basically i just let go with both barrels man and i put it out there and i actually said listen if you're out there listening and you're contemplating joining the military do yourself a favor don't i said don't why would you fight for this government Okay, I said, you know, why would you travel abroad and go to Ukraine and fight a proxy war, right? That was actually, you know, really invoked by us, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and all these other things that go along with it. I said, why would you, you know, do that? Um, and so I was actually surprised at how much support I got after that. Um, and I mentioned, you know, and I actually mentioned my disappointment with all my years of service. Um, you know, I, I look back at uh, Somalia, Mogadishu, right? We lost a lot of good men there for what? They we didn't complete the mission. We didn't catch our catch catch a deed, right? Bill Clinton pulled. Said, well, no, we're going to get out of here because we got a bloody nose. I said, and all these men died for nothing and were yeah. wounded and made for nothing, you know. And then now look at Kabul, right? The fall of Kabul, you know. It's like what? How many more people that we lose? And are we still losing because of this? And uh, uh, oh my God, man! It's like what a disaster! I said. You know, this is what really bothers me now as I look back and I'm like, I don't realize, I didn't realize what I was involved in. Actually, I did because in 2010, 2011 is when I had something, I had another epiphany, which actually prompted me to resign from from the government. But uh, I saw what was going on downrange. And if there's things, if I came out and said it publicly, um, there would probably be an investigation. Um, there, the American public's not going to like what I have to say. Um, but I, but I witnessed it. Um, but, uh, I question how, you know, my time in the military, was it worth it? And I would argue on one hand, yes, because I actually saved a lot of lives mm-hmm. um, under some of the different conflicts and I did a good thing. But then when I see some of the other things that happened. I see how many people died needlessly, mm-hmm. um, for, for, you know, the agendas for like Joe Biden and Bill Clinton and others. It's like, you know, um, yeah. And so a lot of people, you know, like, oh, no, you know, now, you know, and I said, well, no, actually, I know now that there's been a paradigm shift and uh, and being a part of the U.S. military is not what it used to be. There was a time when guys like me went in, we were patriots, we we're fighting for the American way of life, we we're fighting for the Constitution, we we're fighting for the righteous things. And now, man, the ranks are filled with, you know, a bunch of freaking, you know, woke fucking, you know, things that don't know if they're men or fucking women, you know, and, uh, you know, want, you know, standards are being lowered. Um, you know, all the weird stuff's happening. It's like, who would want to be a part of that as a man? I want to be challenged when I go in the army and I go to special force. I don't want you to make it easy for me. I want you to make me, I want me to, I want you to make me earn it. Right. And, uh, but now it's, you know, it's not the same anymore on so many levels. So yeah, I, I've discouraged guys from, you know, joining. Um, I have no shame in that. Um, well, you know, what about the defense of America, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what? Whoever wants to come and invade, go ahead. I'm sure we'll all pick up our, you know, our 700 million guns and fight back, you know. And uh, I have no problem with that. But I have a problem with going downrange like Ukraine and, and fighting the Chinese and, and fighting everybody else's war, you know, for, you know, for 
somebody else's profit, you know, and, and benefit, you know. Um, so, War, you know, wars of empire. Kinda, yeah, you know, so I kind of, you know, I look at guys like Billy Wall going back to him, you know. Honestly, we look at the Vietnam War, you know, and when you take a really close look at that, it's like, what, why were we there? Why were we there again? You know, and uh, what came out of that? Not a damn thing, <laughs> you know, but a lot of dead American bodies. But, you know, Billy Waugh, like all of us, we went down there believing that, you know, we're doing something good for America. You know, we're good for humanity, good for freedom, an American way of life. And honestly, guys like Billy Waugh and guys like me, we actually enjoy going to combat. You know, I'm not afraid. I like it, you know. And, uh, you know, who was it like Bunny on uh, Platoon? He said, you know what? He goes, I like combat. It's kind of, kind of cool. You know, you get to go down range or you get to, you know, nobody fucks with you. You get to shoot, you know, and that's, you know, it's, it's kind of true, right? You get to go down and kill people and fight, you know, and, and drink <laughs> beer and, and hang out with your buds, you know? And uh, um, so combat's kind of good. It's kind of fun for some of us. Some guys can't handle it. Um, they bit off more than they could chew and, and they have issues because of that today. Um, but some of us look forward to it, not because we're a bunch of psychopaths, but we're actually natural born warriors, man. We, we were built for this. We were bred for this, you know, and, uh, it's the natural human Wall state. Of, yeah. Well, Billy Wall was one of those guys, man. I mean, he wouldn't have done it for all his life, you know, <laughs> till the age of 93, if he didn't like it, um, he, he liked it, he enjoyed it and he believed in the purpose. Um, his purpose was to, you know, was still believed in the American way, you know, the American way of life and the constitution. Um, you know, me, I'm not, I'm not there anymore, man. Um, I think uh, we've lost it, man. And, uh, I, I strongly believe that, uh, you know what, the next war, let the liberals send their, send their little transvestite, transsexual, whatever the fuck they got, let them go send them in a fight. See how they do this. What's that guy, Dylan Mulvaney, that fucking weirdo. Yes. Fucking suit him up, send him down range, you know, see how that shit works out, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> you know, if this podcast doesn't blow up, I mean, I'm going to be fucking tucking my dick and putting makeup on and dancing in front of a Bud Light sign. If this podcast <laughs> doesn't work. You got, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to get paid. It's just, it's a matter of how it happens with, yeah, crazy, I will right? slowly decrease my level of honor and self-respect and increase my profitability. But that's where we're at in America now. But what, what you're saying is it's, you know, I'm 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 always going back and forth. I'd, I'd like to think I'm somewhat of a contemplative guy, and, and I'm always trying to think of, you know, on, on one hand, you look at, you know, wars of empire, and you're like, this is for somebody's profit. This is just for, like, power exertion. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing? And then there's, like, the kind of even bigger scale, and it's like, it's like, it's like waiting for the perfect wife or the perfect friend or the perfect yeah. dog. Like, you're... If you wait out for the perfect, you're going to die alone and miserable. Yeah. That doesn't mean don't have standards, but it also means that everyone has their flaws, right? right? And so on our hand, I'm like, you know what? Although we do have a lot of war of empire and uh, it's, it's, I cannot ever bring myself to say I would fight for the people in DC. When you zoom out and go forget 1776 till now, 247 years, really zoom out to 10,000 years. And has there ever been a place that protects civil liberty in, despite our flaws? And you go, no, this probably is the best place that's existed. And it's like, is it perfect? Absolutely not. Is there a war of empire? Absolutely. But if you try to find the perfect nation, you're going to run the simulation for him. So I'm always going back and forth where I'm like, don't fight. You know, I'm like, pull a Dale and be like, dude, I'm fucking done with this. And the other half of me is like, 
I don't think Billy Waz is a stupid guy. I don't think he was ignorant. So part of me is like, he probably looked at, I mean, think about it. He served from Korea through GWAT. He definitely saw society change. And he probably had those thoughts of like, am I really fighting for these kids? And I would imagine that he probably walked it out in his mind and said, it's not perfect, but it's probably the most perfect place we as a species of, you know, as you always say, the warring ape, this is as probably as close to perfect as you're going to get, right? For the most part, I can well, walk down was, the street and was, not... Yeah. It was perfect, right? And so, but low, slowly it's being... Degraded um, from within and intentional. Roading away, right? Right mm. in our eyes, man. Like, you know, I said, you know, we talked, I think we talked about this sort of, mentioned it earlier, you know, the first of May, you know, freaking people with a good uh, credit score that want a mortgage are going to subsidize you know, yeah. you know that's called socialism yeah. i don't care how you try to carve that up that's socialism okay um this digital currency okay that's going to be basically the ball and shackle we're all going to have to wear we're going to be controlled and there's so much more happening that uh you know um, the face of america has changed a lot and it's going to change drastically to the point where we'll never recognize it again and um you know and like i said earlier you know Billy went down range because he had purpose, man. But I also believe, just like me, he enjoyed the fight, right? He enjoyed what it entailed, the, the combat, the, the, the problem solving, you know, the, the strategic thinking and everything that goes along with winning. I think that was, that was also one of his uh, reasons for going, as it was for mine. But, uh, you know, there comes a point where you know, and I don't know about his family background or anything like that, but for me, for example, you know, I asked myself, do I want to go down, you know, like, for example, I had guys, I've had people call me and ask me if I was come to Ukraine and fight over there. And I'm like, hell no. Why? Why would I fight? Well, you know, because the Russians and, you know, and so, and what about the Russians? And yeah. what about Ukraine? I said, I'm not dying for that shit. I got a wife. I got a family. I got business. You know, I got a good freaking life. dope house in Bali. Yeah, for somebody else, somebody yeah. else. Yeah. You know, and and here's the thing: it's like there's no trust there for me. It's like, why would I trust going over there? Why would I want to believe that I'm actually fighting for good against evil when you know everything that's happened with Joe Biden and the Biden family tells me they're in bed together over there? There's laundering money. It's a proxy war for the U.S. government. You know, and I and then I look at the bigger picture, man. And uh, you know, if you say anything in support of the Russians, you must be a communist. Actually, let's be realistic, man. You know, when NATO first started, what was it, 13 countries? And we promised to never freaking we, we encroach on We went and talked to them and said, well, we won't go past this point. Yeah, now we're, we're, we're right on uh, Russia's doorstep. You know, we've expanded uh, how many countries, you know, a lot. And uh, and so we're in the same boat that we were uh, we were in, you know, with, when Kennedy was the uh, president, mm -hmm. uh, the Cuban crisis, missile crisis, right? So the Russians show up in Cuba and we lose our shit. You know, we're ready to go World War III. And, uh, and so they withdrew. But uh, and here we are at their doorstep, you know, and we're not withdrawing. And what do you think they're going to do? They did what they did. They actually went the less lethal option. They didn't go to nuclear. They said, all right, we're just going to go in and freaking you know, go in and fight, you know. And, and so Cuba's 90 miles of ocean. Yeah. We are in Ukraine physically touching there. Look what's happening now. Are there Chinese assets in Mexico? Should we invade? Yeah. Yes, we should if there's another nation there. But that also applies to other nations. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, there's a bigger picture that most people are not privy to. Um, one, because they don't do the 
they don't do the analysis, right? They don't take the time to do the critical thinking and do the research. They just listen to the freaking news. Mm-hmm. And that's where their, their source of information comes from. Well, you know, the news lies a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they tell you what they want you to hear. And so the only way you're going to know the real truth is to do investigate, you know, look at history and put it all together. Um, you know, I, honestly, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's not a war we need to be involved in. And I'm like, let the Russians, Ukrainians duke it out. Well, what about Europe? Fuck Europe. You know what? We gave them lots of money, uh, for, <laughs> a lots of money for NATO. Yeah. Most of their money yeah. for NATO, right? What do they fucking do with it? They build little parade armies and now they're going, oh, fuck, we don't have an army because you built a parade army and you're afraid that the Russians are going to roll over you. Let them have, have at it. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Right? And, and so here's, look, Americans can sustain itself. We got enough energy underground. We got all the resources. I mean, you know, what As in a closed shit? nation, we're fine. Yeah, so let's just live our let's just live in our closed nation, man, and, and let the Russians and, and the Europeans work it out. You know, um, you know why do we have to send our sons and our daughters, you know, to to clean up everybody else's mess? Because it's not about it's not about freedom. It's not about you know liberating you know the oppressed. It's about fucking people's politicians, particularly not just politicians, but non-politician types. So. Um, you know. Um, Line in their pockets, man, with this shit, you know? That's what it comes down to. You know, this is, you know, the war's a racket. It is. It's a racket. Um, and so that. I'm like, you know what? I don't want no part of this no more, man. Um, you know? And, mm-hmm. I, again, I'm going to say it again, man. I don't encourage anybody to support this shit. You don't have to. Does it? If you don't become a soldier, it doesn't make you any less of a man. I don't, it doesn't make you less of a man. It makes, might make you smart, especially now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I tell every guy out there, hey, you know, be a sovereign guy, build a business, um, you know, so when all this other bullshit comes in, like the digital currency and everything else, you have a little bit more freedom and more flexibility, uh, latitude to to uh, to live the life that you want. We're never free. We're never going to be free. Uh, we're never. Nobody's free. Hmm. We're not free in America. That's bullshit. Are you free? Oh, hell no, you're not free. They come and take your money for taxes. They take as much as they want. You know, you take, you get, you give up more than your fair share. And they're like, what is fair share, right? Fair share is when we all pay the same amount, but we don't. You're penalized for making, working harder, making more money, just like this mortgage mm-hmm. rate thing, right? Um, and these, these people, the dumb masses, man, they, they miss all that. It's like, don't you get it? Think about fair. What is fair, man? You know, and Obama said, well, you know, it's, it's fair because, you know, you had the opportunity to make more. I said, everybody's got the opportunity to make more. Just because that guy's an idiot didn't fucking succeed, it shouldn't mean I should be penalized for it, right? See how they how they freaking how they twist the words around and and, sh- and shape it, you know? And, and again, they understand that you know I say the dumb masses is because um, there's a study. Um, what was this guy's name? I, I got I got it written down somewhere, but uh, there was a study by a, a psychologist, sociologist, and he said that actually a psychologist. He said that eighty percent of human beings um, do not have the moral um, the moral resources to stand up against a government that has power that it didn't earn or deserve right and and to push back when this when this government and this authority as that's why authority um invokes and enforces certain laws that are not that are not bound by any kind of law any constitutionality 80 percent of the population will go okay look look at the lockdowns mm-hmm. look at the lockdowns how many people complied? Smart people complied. Okay. Unfortunately, I can't say it was only the liberals. But I know a bunch of conservatives that were freaking hiding in their freaking house, man. 
you know, when wearing a mask, which also that's been debunked mm -hmm. by several very, you know, uh, you know, big journals out there. Um, but everybody's compliant, man, you know, um, it's just uh, most people just can't think for themselves. You know, Sigmund Freud said most people are afraid of responsibility because that means they actually have to take responsibility, you know, and so they'd rather give it to somebody else, right? Rather have to think about it, you know. Um, that is something shit, you kind of learn is when you have these ideas, like doing this podcast and, you know, interviewing all these doctors. I'm like, guys, like, do you not see that, like, big pharma suppressing alternative medication and they're suppressing this? And at first there's this anger, because you're like, I'm trying to reach, I'm trying to reach these people and get them to understand. And then there's this moment of enlightenment where you go, some of them are stupid and they just, they don't grasp it. A lot of yeah. them know what you're saying. Yeah. They don't want to accept it because it means that it means that your worldview is upside down. It exactly. means that you have to start looking at it and going, maybe there is a corrupt system. A lot of people, so a lot of people don't want to be free, man. And that's the mistake I made is I was like, Everyone wants to be free. And I've realized, no, a lot of people know exactly what I'm saying. And they go, no, 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 you're right. No, you're right. But they they like the submission because if you're submissed and you're told what to do, you don't have to think critically. You don't have to think critically. It's a lot easier to say, Dale, what's the alphabet? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? If I say, hey, right. Dale, I want you to learn uh, this new chemical equation, you got to go, oh, wait, fuck. You got to pause the music and go, hold on. And you got to, right? It takes mental effort. It's like going and doing push-ups, And a lot of people don't, want to be free because it's yeah. easier to not be free well the, the you know the technical term for that is um commitment escalation bias so what happens is um when when people accept something as a fact mm -hmm. right and then it's just they're disproven you know the fact is disproved um rather than going hey you know what yeah um i stand corrected and they and they they don't they won't change right it's like mm -hmm. no they stick to this bias even though they know it's wrong mm -hmm. um and, and this is why you know hitler was so so effective you know he 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 manipulated the dumb masses right yeah. because um he knew if he kept saying the same thing over and over again if you ever watch his speeches you know he would say something and then if you got a big roar repeat it oh, yes. i'll keep saying those kind of things and if you got a little roar it's like okay don't talk about Discarded, that we'll go back yeah. to this these kind of things right that's how he manipulated the masses um and they and the, and the masses buy bought into you know what he said even if it wasn't true it sounded good you know i like that idea you know it's, you know and so and this is where we are today um this is this is where we are in the world this is where we are in our country um, and it's not just our country, man. I, I mean, I you know, as you know, I live in Bali in, in the Philippines and, um, to this day, I'm just, I just can't understand how are people, young people walking around masks on outside by themselves in the woods, in a car, um, you know, and they're so compliant and so afraid, man. Um, fear is a great motivator. And that's actually what it comes down to. They scare the shit out of you, you know, like for example, <laughs> all right, so here's one you'll, you know, have you noticed in the last year, suddenly the government comes out with, um, oh, we got, we're going to declassify information on UFOs, right? So they kind of, they kind of start leaking it out there, right? And everybody's like, oh, see the government, the government knows something, right? So what they're doing is they're priming us. They're priming us, right? A little bit more on UFOs. It came out, it came out as another story yesterday. Yeah, another a couple video. Of, yeah, head of Space Force came out and said that there are otherworldly threats. Yeah. So, so what do you think's happening? I'll tell you yeah. what's happening, man. Yeah. This is a false flag, false flag operation yes. in the works. Right? 
So eventually what's going to happen, actually, I think they said that uh, something to that effect also, you know, um, we could potentially be in danger. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, but really when it was, the way it was couched was, you know, we, we might be in danger from, you know, an attack from space. Okay. That it kind of infers, you mean aliens? And actually he was talking about other countries and satellites and things like that. But, you know, but so there's this, I believe what's going to happen is you mark my words that in due time, suddenly, you know, like, oh shit. And another guy was telling me, look, man, you got CGI has gotten so good. Um, you know, artificial intelligence has gotten so good that they could literally manufacture, you know, you could send in a couple of F-15s to strike something and you could turn it into UFOs, you know, and mm -hmm. like, oh no, we got attacked by UFOs, make it something really obscure, but you know, it's like convincing, oh my God, you know, did you see that? Have UFOs just attacked this thing, you know? What have we done? Okay, fear, right? And now people will, and here's the bad thing about UFOs and aliens, right? So imagine this. Um, so I went through Liberty University, right? So, you know, obviously parochial school. Um, I had to take a lot of religious courses. Um, and what I learned was this, what I know is this, okay? Christians will tell you the Bible is inerrant. There are no errors. Now, remember, who wrote the damn Bible? Men, mm -hmm. okay? What is religion? Religion is a form of control. That is, that is, right? They scare you by what? Telling you, if you don't do this, you're going to end up in this place called hell on fire. Yeah. If you're compliant, you get to go to this freaking place up here with that, you know? Uh, everybody does it. Even Islam does that. You know, hey, you do good. You're going to go think of 71 of these hookers, you know, and they're all virgins, you know? And uh, <laughs> if you don't do good, you know, bad things are going to happen. You're going to get 71 goats, you know, and they're all used. Yeah. I don't know. But um, <laughs> so, but anyways, um, you know, so in Christianity, for example, since the Bible's inerrant, it says that, you know, God made heaven and earth, blah, 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 mankind. We're the, basically, we are the only ones that exist. There's no other life, right? But all of a sudden, what do you mean there's an alien life? That completely flies in the face of, of Christianity and the Bible. So the Bible is error, has a mistake in it. So how many more mistakes does it have? Apparently, God didn't just make us. Maybe he made these other guys, or maybe he didn't. Maybe you don't. Really, you see what I, you see what it would do with it up in religion, probably in lots of religions, and suddenly people that were bound by this, uh, you know, these morals, you know, that were promulgated in a Bible said, you know, you'll live, you know, this way, this way, and this way, you won't do that. Suddenly, like fuck it, what am I fucking being a good guy for? Because mm -hmm. apparently there's not a God. I'm not going to go to heaven. I, hell, I can do what the hell I want, right? So can you imagine that that world? And then suddenly. All these inhibitions that people have because the fear of God um, are gone. And suddenly they don't have a problem with, you know, smoke checking your neighbor for something because like, you know, survival of the fittest. Like, apparently Darwin was right. So, you know, this is Darwinism now, you know, and I'm taking your shit, you know, and killing you for it. So what? So you, you see where this could go, man? And, and this is why I think about it. You know, what if they did a false flag operation like that? The oh, chaos it would throw us into. And this would actually cause, so now you have this civil um, unrest, probably, you know, lots of, you know, crazy fighting and killing and murders and, you know, uninhibited everything. And what now what happens? The government's got to go, hey, man, we got to enforce, you know, lo the yep. rule of law. And the law, people will yeah. ask for it. Yeah, exactly. And boom, we got you. 
Instead you know? of having to force martial law, you will now be asking for it. Exactly. I think this is where this is going to go. It's a thousand percent where it's going. I think everyone with a brain can look at it and go, yeah, they're yeah. trickling it out. They've been trickling out UFO stories for the last three years. Werner von Braun said on his deathbed in, I think, 1977 that the final false flag will be a UFO false flag because that's how you establish global martial law. That will be the final thing. If we have access to chat GPT and deep fakes as civilians, the fuck do you think DARPA has? Oh yeah, man. This yeah. is an AI yeah. thing, AI threat that goes with that. So you marry up AI with a false flag operation, you know? Yeah. Um, and to what end, right? So the question is to what end, why would anybody do that? Well, you know what? They're evil motherfuckers that want to exert their power over you. That's what gets and them imagine, off. Imagine if you and a handful of your buddies control the world, right? Mm. Control the world. You could have everything and anything you want. You're in the first in line for everything. You know, you're first in line for a freaking space shuttle flight to fucking Mars or some space fucking, you know, uh, you know, city, whatever. Right. You're the first in line for everything and you manage everything. You mm -hmm. have billions, eight billion people at your beck and call. Right. Yeah. And actually won't even be eight billion because they're going to make sure they purge that eight billion. To oh, something yeah. more oh, yeah. Um, kind of what they're doing already. But, uh, you know, control and power. You know, and I've always said this, man. Um you know, when it comes to, you know, mankind, you know, I, I use the term warring ape, um, you know, men pursue three things, money, power, which can go hand in hand. You got money, you got power, you got power, you got money and pussy mm -hmm. procreation, yeah. right? At the end of the day, right? That, what, yeah. This is what it's all about yes. at the end of the day. Yeah. Why, why else are we is. fucking here, right? <laughs> if you have all this shit, you know, like, you know, I'll use Andrew Tate, you know, look at this guy, man. He's, you know. This guy is freaking living large, man. I mean, yeah. if he had all this stuff, you know, you think, you know, he's going to be sitting around his mansion with his 10 Bugattis or whatever the fuck he's got and go, yeah, I got a lot of stuff. And, and uh, yep, cool. No, he wants to fucking share with it, share it with somebody else. He wants to exploit stuff, you know, for his, he wants to get more because you're never satisfied, never satisfied. I mean, look at these freaking rich guys, you know, look at Bill Gates. You think that son of a bitch would be fucking satisfied with $7 billion? No, he's not. He keeps trying to make more and more and more. Why? Because I, I know a lot of rich guys that are billionaires. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about making more money. It becomes almost like um, a competition with the other guys who can make yeah. the most money, right? And most power. And that's what it comes down to. So when you have a handful of these, you know, low testosterone, numb nut, son of a bitches up there with a lot of money, you know, and they're competing for the, to be be the big boss and be in charge. That's scary, man. Look at Bill Gates. Can you imagine a guy like that? This guy, this guy is a fucking wimp. All right, this guy don't get no pussy. He don't get nothing. He's a fucking punk, man. You know, he, he just he worked his way. You know, and he said, "Oh, you smart." Well, you know what? He stole shit. He stole shit to start Microsoft. Okay, the guy's a fucking thief. You know, and everybody knows it. Well, most, not everybody knows it, but those that are know a little bit about history know that he actually stole this whole coding thing, you know, from another guy to create Microsoft. And he goes, well, you know, it's, you know, it's not that easy because, you know, Microsoft, you got to run it. You got to manage it. It's like, yeah, but you wouldn't have to run a mad shit if you didn't steal the codes. You know, of course, if I stole the code and I had this, I had this golden egg, I'm going to figure out how to manage this shit, too. I'm going to fucking I got money now. I'm going to fucking hire guys. I don't have to know how to do it, you know. Um, but most people don't even think to that level. They really don't. They just believe that the government is there for, you know, help them and take care of them. And, you know, it's bullshit. Um, did they take care of us in COVID? No, they didn't. They fucked us pretty good. I lost most of my business, you know, in Indonesia uh, within 90 days, man. Like, holy shit, over a goddamn lie. 
You know, people have died over a fucking lie. People have died because of the masks. People have people have committed suicide that I know of. Entire families hung themselves from the rafters because they couldn't work, right? And they had no way of eating. And they decided it's just better to, to fucking kill my whole family. We all hang ourselves from the rafters and starve to death. This is what these cocksuckers like uh, Fauci did, um, the World Health Organization. They, they all are responsible for this shit, you know? And I, it's hard to believe that we've got a bunch of fucking ignorant son of a bitches running, you know, the NIH and, and you know, like Fauci. Like, this guy's constantly flip-flopping, you know? And he's in charge, you know? He's a shot caller, you know? And he's and then now everybody's trying to beat up Trump. Well, Trump went along with it. Well, Trump didn't know because Trump surrounds himself with advisors because Trump doesn't know everything, right? So you, you, you surround yourself with trusted advisors. And whatever they tell you is like, well, I hired you because I trust you. You're a trusted advisor. Mm -hmm. I'll go with the flow, you know, and it was a bad call. You know, I'm not going to defend Trump on that one, but I know what he had to do. He had to do it because if he didn't do anything, he'd be on, you know, they would have flipped the script on made it even fucking worse, you know, but at the end of the day, man, we have a lot of corrupt people up there that are, that are manipulating us. We see it every day. I don't have to, you know, go over that, but, um, at the end of the day, you just need to be sovereign, man. And, uh, we kind of went a long way away from talking about Billy Wall. Yeah, no, it's not. It's every episode I've done about him has gone off about this. So. I think Billy Wall would. I think Billy Wall. Billy Wall would be sitting here screaming with us. He'd be agreeing with everything I said, man. Um, I'm sure of that man. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but well, here we are, man. So I'm gonna say, buckle up, hold on to your hat, put out your cigarettes because um, we're in for a really bumpy ride in the next year and a half, right up to the next election. There probably won't be another election. Um, there's probably going to be a fucking war. It's going to go kinetic, even we're already in a war. Um, I, you know, the Bitcoin thing, when that comes out, everybody can say goodbye to your money. Um, they got you by the balls. And uh, you know, life will never be the same unless we push back, man. And there's, we talked about this before the show. There's, there's a movement afoot that people don't know about, but there's the antithesis to the cabal already in play. It's been in play for a while and uh, they're going to lose. The, the cabal, the reset is not going to work, but unfortunately there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of bloodshed and a lot of heartache um, in that, in that battle. But at the end of the day, I believe that uh, the antithesis to this recall, uh, this reset, the cabal is going to prevail. Um, you know, so I confident humanity, humanity will be um, saved. You know, the Republic will be saved. Freedom will be restored. And uh, it won't be utopia, but it'll be pretty damn close, I believe, for the first time ever in human history. Hmm. That's what I'm hoping, you know. And call me a wishful thinker, but, you know, we talked about it, as like I said earlier, and I've been privy to a lot of information out there, um, done a lot of research, and uh, I see, I get to see things that other people don't get to see because it's not on the news. Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, we got monkeys on, on the news channels, you know, just basically repeating what everybody else says. And uh, they don't know shit. You know, they get it wrong all the time. You know, I mean, there's some example of that out there now, too. Oh, what do you mean? You mean the Hunter Biden laptop was real? Yeah. You know, you knew it was real. It was just a lie. You know, yeah. there's so much, man, so much lying going on. And I, and I wonder why these people do that, man. Why do these journalists, you know, why, why are they? They're not part of the cabal. They're like tier 10 monkeys, man. They're just being little puppets being manipulated, man. Um, what, what are they doing? It's because, you know, again, well, they're, they're um, cowards who get to be on the quote unquote winning team and they take the handout and they don't, and they don't. Yeah, exactly, man. They're, you know, they're, they're looking exactly. They're looking for the handouts. Um, 
You know, they're idiots. They're literally idiots. They're useful um, idiots, and like every communist power power faction, they will be put up against the wall first. Yeah, they're <laughs> idiots. You know, uh, what's the what's the term? Um, uh, mass uh, uh, mass psychosis. Mass you know, formation psychosis. Mass formation psychosis. You know, there's a classic example of that shit. You know, um, it goes ties back to what I said earlier about you know. Uh, in the face of truth, people once they're convinced that the truth is, you know, a lie is the truth, they they won't change their mind. You yeah. know, that's what's just really scary, man. You know, we want to talk about transsexuals. <laughs> you know, there you go, man. It's like, you know, how are literally people with educations convinced that there's that gender is fluid, and that a man could be a woman, a woman can be a man. But, you know, well, okay, but a man can't have a baby, but, you know, well, you know, he can have a period, but, you know, and then they don't, throw, they, they don't believe it. A couple of them do, and the rest are going along with it because they don't want to stand out because they're pussies with no backbone and no independent thought. The reality is, is if you took five, nine pregnant women and one guy and did an ultrasound on each one of them and you, you know, you held a gun to their head and said, you know, you have to get each guess correct <laughs> and you went through nine pregnant women and you went, yeah, they're pregnant. Yes, they're pregnant. If you went to the man and said, is this man pregnant? And they cocked the gun. You say, no, it's not. And you say, why not? And you go, because it's a fucking man. You can get the most blue-haired, fucking 19 gendered bitch out there. You you really push it down to that. They'll go, no, it's not. That's a guy with a Have dick. Have you heard the analogy? If you took, um, <coughs> you took a 100 people and 90 of them were women and 10 were men. And you put them on an island, Right. And you came back in 40, 50 years, right? Um, and everybody was dead. What would you find? You would find, you would find 90 women bodies and, and 10 male bodies. That's all you would find. Even all the kids that reproduced that they all died, they're either going to be male or female. You know, there's, you know, even Darwin said it. Um, I forget what it's called, but Darwin's mentioned that, you know, um, genetically he says it's either male or female he goes nowhere ever will you find you know remnants of someone that was um something between male and female other than these intersex people that are that this is a medical point zero 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 one percent it's yeah yeah you know like i was reading this morning on instagram this chick's got two vaginas one for her husband and one for porno movies <laughs> i don't know now i want to see that but actually statistically i guess like one in 1,000 women actually have two vaginas? I didn't know that. I it's think like, it's less than that. No, there are, like, there, are, there is, like, a spectrum in between. I remember learning about it in genetics. And it, it's not that there's a third thing. There's, a, there's like, male, female, and then there's, like, 15 other things. But they make up, I mean, it's something like 1 in 20 million. Yeah. It's where you yeah. have, like, more of a X or more of a Y. And they have all these different names. I think one of them's Kleinfelters. That's the one I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Syndrome. Yeah. No, that's not a no. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. No, not 80. There's, there's not 10 percent of people who are intersex. No, they're a bunch of confused well, people who just playing make believe. Yeah. That's what Anyways, they're destroying the world, destroying everything, man. They're destroying freedom. And uh, like I said, we live in some interesting times. It's going to get even more interesting. So fucking hell. Um, brace for impact. That's all I can say. I, don't, I can't see how we're going to get out of this other than what I've mentioned before the show. Mm hmm. You know, I think I think there is a way out, um, as long as it's not too late. But uh, I think there's a way out. You know, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna come out of this eventually. Yeah. But uh, at yeah. what cost? Who knows? Yeah. So for everybody listening, I, I I can't repeat it, but Dale has 
Dale has credible information that there are good guys out there and that there is a there is a legitimate opposing faction to the evil faction in charge and that there's a non-zero percent chance that the good guys will win well it's you know the, the the question you have to ask yourself why why is the left so bent on not getting getting rid of trump think about this this guy i don't care what he tweeted how you know how abrasive he may be i don't give a shit okay i don't but here's a guy that built one of the strongest economies ever, lowest unemployment rate. I mean, we were living in prosperous times, man. The guy just did good and didn't have to. The guy didn't even take a paycheck, right? He financed everything himself, man. Why would a billionaire put himself through all that, okay? And now he's coming back to take another shot at it, right? There's no Russian collusion. Nothing has been proven. Everything has been a freaking nothing burger. Um, why do you think the left wants to get rid of him? Well, what, first of all, the dumb masses... Okay, they just buy into the propaganda. You ask somebody a question like, um, you know, you know uh, Trump is racist. Uh, give me an example. What do you say it was racist? Uh, well, uh, uh, they can never come up with an answer, right? Nothing cogent. And so um, on any of those things, right? You ask them about, you know, anything, right? Any of these issues, right? And, it, and it's nothing. There's nothing there. And it's like, why then are they so bent on not letting this guy come back and save our country, man? Um give them another opportunity and there's a reason for that it's because trump is a threat trump is the good guy he is part of the antithesis to the cabal this is why soros who is part of the cabal he's part of the global reset along with the bilderbergers along with bush along with obama these assholes these motherfuckers okay they're they're in bed together and they got to get rid of because they know trump's a real threat and he's going to ruin their fucking plan um he's gonna ruin their fucking plan and uh and i'm confident man that he is gonna ruin their plan there's nothing they're gonna be able to do this guy all this all you know you know yesterday right ahead uh the bitch came out and said he raped me 30 years ago and if you if, if you saw on another on another uh i think it was with not bill mayor can't remember who she was on a show with but uh she even admitted well you know he didn't really rape me he groped me for three minutes and intimidated me and then and then she tried to explain that, you know, um, rape, you know, it's not always, you know, rape. It's, you know, it's, and she tried to do some really weird shit to justify this whole thing. So at the end of the day, what it sounds like through her own admission is, you know, Trump had her in a corner um, and maybe he grabbed her tit or something. I doubt it. But, you know, she's trying to make it sound like he, you know, he, he sexually assaulted her. And this was 30 years ago. Okay. And, and. He didn't even show up to the court. He's like, fuck, I'm not going there because this is going to go nowhere. But this made the news, right? And everybody on the left, oh, Trump, you know, another, another one came out. He raped another one, you know. He's going to win um, because, dude, I mean, think about the beating he's fucking taken. And he just keeps coming back. It's like, yeah, bring it, bitches. And he just keeps winning, man. Teflon, I love this guy, man. Teflon Don. <laughs> I know there's guys out there that don't care. They're like, oh, that fucking Trump is a fucking meanie. Fucking fuck you. If you don't, you know, fuck you. If you're if you're that sensitive about oh you know his little mean tweets and I don't like the way he talks and he looks and he grabs some chick by the pussy we ain't in the soft, we ain't in the same fucking camp man you're on the fucking wrong side of the fucking the fence man you know um, that's how I feel about it and I don't have a problem saying that I don't have a problem with alienating anybody man anybody uh, you know I, when I flew through when I flew through this uh, San Francisco airport the whole, whole time I had my Trump 2024 cap on you know I mean I'm brazen about it I'm like fucking say something to me. 
fuck with me about my hat. You know, it's going to fucking end badly for you. You know, but of course, nobody said nothing. I had a few people give me some fucking stupid looks, you know, but, uh, you know, they didn't they didn't do nothing. Of course, they wouldn't do nothing because they'll do that to they'll do that to grandma, conservative grandma. But they're not going to fuck with a guy like me because they know I'll fucking hand in their ass, you know, because they're cowards, you know. Um, But it's going to take that, man. It's the kind of men we need, you know, Um, guys that got some fortitude and uh, are not afraid to go out there and and uh, and face you know the threat and face you know the blowback they might get from the left. Uh, I see them as my enemy. So I'm sorry. Um, there was a time you know we I thought you know sure like a lot of us you know we, in spite of our politic political beliefs we can still be friends. We can't be friends no more. That day that family has left the station, man. Your politics, your political beliefs is putting my family in jeopardy. That's what it's doing. All this all this shit that you support. Is putting my family in jail. We cannot be friends. We're enemies. Okay, you're no better than fucking terrorists. That's how that. Let me tell you something. You're killed by fucking your policies. That's how you kill. You destroy freedom. You kill people through your policies, just like communism did. You know, fucking hundred million people fucking dead because of this fucking political policies. You know, um, and I said that's where we're going, and that's why you're a threat to me because you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot, and if you're not an idiot. Then I mean, you're actually, you support the shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So either way, you know, I don't need you in my life. You're a fucking problem. You're a threat. And I'm not going to spend any time trying to change your mind. I don't care. My job is not to change their mind anymore because that's not going to happen, right? Because it goes back to what I said earlier. Once they believe the lie, it's not going to change their mind. That's it. You know, all I want to do is empower, you know, people that are like-minded, like, hey, man, fucking, you know, lean forward in the foxhole and get ready, you know, because uh, this is not going to go away. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's going to take care of this, you know. Um, you got to take care of it. We're going to have to take care of this. And uh, I'm not going to take care of it somewhere else in Ukraine. I'm going to take care of it right here in my country. Um, because this is my country. It's my, more my country than any of these fucking left-wing fucking wingnuts, man. You know what? I actually served this country a lot. So has my entire family. You know, I've done my part. I've paid a lot of money in fucking taxes for doing what I do. It's like I got taxed. For freaking protecting this country, yeah. you know, like exorbitant amounts of money, you know, and it's like fuck you on the left, you know, fucking purple haired motherfuckers, you know, little fucking bitches, you know. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I really don't care, man. You know, we're done here, man. We're fucking done. We're not friends, you know. I, I fucking killed terrorists that I thought were better than fucking a lot of these left wingers, you know. At least those guys were fucking willing to fight for what they believed in, and 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 they thought they were fighting for a righteous cause, and they had the balls to fucking. You die on the battlefield nobly. These cocksuckers hide behind their computers and shit, and, and they do all kinds of fucking nefarious shit behind the fucking scenes because they ain't got the balls, you know, to fucking stand up to anybody, you know, and, and fight a fucking fair fight. They're fucking, they're just fucking cowards, man. They're all fucking cowards. Um, that's my fucking rant, man. <laughs> I'm <gonna> close it out. <laughs> yeah, man, every time I get on your show, Tommy. No, like, man, that's I love it. I, that's why I love having you on. You're you're a I, think I cussed more this time than I ever did. You're I a, you're more this wood show than I have at all your shows. <laughs> you're a barrel of gasoline, and that shows uh, you how freaking frustrated I am when I cuss as much as I do. I, I know. Like, that's why I love it. You come on here, you're a barrel of gasoline, and what I do is I flick a cigarette into the air, and sometimes it lands on you in the first minute. Sometimes it takes half an hour to land on you, but eventually it lands, and then it just goes up, and it's a beautiful light. <laughs> and I will. Uh, man, we you know if if we don't fucking fight back and we don't speak up you know you know what i really hate man i really hate the silent majority 
Yeah. I said this before in other shows. They're a bunch of fucking cowards. You're a bunch yeah. of fucking yeah. pussies. You're the solid majority. Well, I'm going to vote them out. How did that fucking work last time? Yeah. It didn't. Yeah. Right? That shit doesn't fly. That's an excuse so I don't have to put myself out there and, and have to fucking defend myself, you know? You're a fucking coward. Yeah. You're, look, you think the left is fucking got a solid majority? These motherfuckers are coming out fucking enraging, man. And look what happened. They were, they're winning because they're, they're getting out there and being fucking vocal, man. They're front and center. You know, and then you have a few of us on the right that are willing to stand and get on on the X with them. But um, the most people are just like, I'm not going to, I'll be the silent majority. And they go do their fucking job and come home and fucking, you know, fucking do all their fucking household chores and mow the grass and cook dinner and fucking blah, 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 blah. You know, not realizing that that's just going to go away one day. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to lose all that shit one day if you don't fucking stand up, you know? Um, this is why, what was it? Revolution or 3% fucking mm -hmm. fought, you know, 3%, 3% of Americans actually fucking had the balls to go out and save the other 97%, you know, just wanted to fucking mind my business, be silent majority. Yeah, silent majority. Yeah. I don't like the T-Tex. Yeah. Cocksuckers. Yeah. I don't have much fucking time for them either, man. You're fucking conservative. You're the silent majority and you ain't saying shit. Fuck you. You might as well be a lefty, Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You ain't helping. You're fucking. You're not. You're part of the fucking problem. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, you know what I'm gonna do. I mean, we. You know, without getting on here and saying it, you already know what I've got in plans, and uh, it's gonna be one of two things. But I'm gonna do my part, mm -hmm. and it ain't about the money. It's about the fucking mission. Yeah. And at the end of the day, my job is to get out there and fight, literally for this fucking for our freedom, man, and save our generations and save what was a, save America. You know. Of what's left of it that's my goal man i don't care in my age i don't care man i'd rather fucking purpose right it's my fucking purpose you know is i gotta do it and i will and there's gonna be others out there to follow me um so anyways <laughs> <laughs> in conclusion be more like billy wall um yeah yeah there you go man um there's many guys like billy wall you know billy wall is a legend and yeah. um you know I can't say nothing bad about the guy. Unfortunately, I don't know that much about him either. Yeah. Um, he was that he was that legend man that was out there that, you know, I heard of him. There were we heard the rumors. And then I was in awe when I first met him. He actually came to my hotel room and uh sat down. He's like, Hey, I'm Billy Waugh, and I'll be handling you. I'm like, wow, <laughs> fucking Fuck <yeah>. cool, man. <laughs> you know, and uh told me where to be, when to be there, you know. And the funny thing was when he chewed my ass, he wasn't really chewing my ass because yeah. he knew it was a yeah. setup. Um, but he had to light a fire under my ass to get me all rattled up for the polygraph fold, you know, under the polygraph and all the other shit. But, uh, apparently I didn't fold. I did all right. And, uh, was downrange with Will Billy eventually. So Fuck good yeah. man. we Fuck need more yeah. guys like that, but he's a dime. He's literally the dying breed, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. he's getting to be less and less guys like him, a lot less. And, um, well, as we talked about before the show. I, I I think we both do. We both do still have hope. We have hope, and we have reason to have hope um, that it is going to win. There's a reason why the cabal is getting more and more desperate. They thrive staying in the shadows. They don't like coming out and showing their face. The fact that they're showing their face, there's reason for that, and it's because they're forced to do this, and they would rather not be forced to do this. So the question you have to ask is who's forcing them to do this? And that's yeah. reason. That's reason for optimism. Yeah, that's right. Fuck yeah, Dale. Let's wrap this one up, guys. Go in the description. Go follow Dale. You can go listen to him yell and scream 
His Instagram and Twitter are fucking great follows. So he's always <laughs> talking shit about Greta Thunberg or David Hogg. It's fucking fantastic. And after you watch this podcast, you can read his tweets in Dale's voice. It makes it that much better. Uh, <laughs> All right, Dale, man. as always, brother, man, I love you. Thanks for the, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for the podcast. And I uh, can't wait for the next one. Be good. Bye-bye. All right, big dog. Thank you so much. Thanks for watching, Recording guys. Take care. Stopped. Stay safe. Peace.